Hello and welcome to this episode of Coaching Chaos. I'm Shari Reynolds and today's Light the World initiative from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, 25 Days and 25 Ways of Serving Someone is to donate to a charity. And as I was thinking about like what charity I would donate to or what cause I felt that was important to to give to, I started thinking about the years that over the years, the different times that somebody has contributed to my life, has donated to me in some way. And as much as we all hate to be considered a charity case, well, sometimes we just have to take our turn. So a few years ago, actually, it was just two years ago, my husband, Jeff, was throwing up all weekend, vomiting time and time again for an entire weekend and come Monday morning really early he was continuing to vomit and he said I think something is wrong and I said oh you've just got a flu bug and you're fine and he said no I really think I need to go to the hospital I feel like I have something some kind of pressure sitting on my chest and usually after I vomit I I feel better and I don't and so it's a little bit of a fiasco dance that my son and I went through. I brought the car around to the front of the house and he dragged my husband to the back of the house and then he said, where's the car? And I screamed, I'm in the front of the house. And then I moved the car to the driveway side of the house and my son in the meantime is inside of the house, moving my husband to the front of the house. We finally figured it out and got him in the car and this entire time I'm thinking, oh, I'm not calling an ambulance. Don't need to call an ambulance. I'm sure it's just a flu bug. I'm sure he's just fine. And I turned on the hazards and I drove 90 miles an hour down the two lane highway towards the the little tiny hospital in our rural area that we live in and within minutes he was being transported by helicopter to Utah Valley Regional Medical Center because he had gone into ketoacidosis and in fact whatever he was throwing up over he had some kind of infection and his body had gone septic so good job on the wife of the year here right I was certainly feeling that as the doctor explained to me had I waited 20 more minutes he would have died it was a very scary time and I was working part-time and I spent I spent an entire week in the hospital with him taking care of his needs and getting him more water and feeding him ice chips and trying to get him to eat and he was pretty unresponsive he was very very sick after a week in the hospital he was able to finally come home and I knew that it was going to be a tough month and the fact that I missed an entire week of working part-time and did I mention that this was the first week in December so throughout the week that I was in the hospital with Jeff I was concerned about how we were going to do Christmas and Yet I knew that as I served my husband and I was in the hospital with him, that I was where I needed to be. And a lot of that was probably guilt because, well, I was discouraging him from going to the hospital when he had tried to 
talk me into taking him, I was trying to talk him out of going. But see, he's diabetic, and the reason I decided to go ahead and take him was because, well, he's diabetic, and you don't heal very quickly when you are sick. And I just thought that was the problem and was taking it lightly and probably too lightly. But I'm glad we got him to the hospital when we did because he, he nearly died. In any case, we were home and the concern was there that Christmas was coming. It was a couple of nights later after we were home, there was a knock on the door and I went to the door and there propped up against the wall was a very large wreath. And... This wreath I brought inside the house was not your typical wreath with ivy and pine cones and berries as a Christmas wreath that you can imagine, but it was a large styrofoam wreath. And as we looked closely at it, we realized that it was dollar bills twisted dollar bills in hairpins poked into the styrofoam. But in even further investigation as we were standing there, all of us around the table looking at this wreath with these dollar bills twisted into hairpins and poked into the styrofoam, they weren't just dollar bills, they were $10 bills, they were $20 bills, there was even a couple of $50 bills. We were so stunned and one by one, we unplucked the wreath, took the pins out of the wreath and untwisted the bills and pressed them, laid them flat and made stacks. And there was Christmas. This was Christmas. We were able to take care of our family and the needs that we had that month by someone's charity gift donating to our cause. What a blessing that was for us that Christmas and we will never forget. We are so grateful for that. We never did find out who did that. A friend of mine last night was telling me about an experience that she had just yesterday. She was teaching her third graders a lesson. Some of them were by iPad at Zoom on home in quarantine and some of them were the rest of them were in class and as she's teaching them and feeling probably quite frazzled as most of our teachers are feeling these days with having to teach kids at home and and as well as in the classroom in walked a parent from one of her students from last year he walked up to her and she was kind of startled because they don't let anybody just walk in the front doors of the school how did he get past the front office and all the doors around the school are locked as they're trying to protect the children from anybody entering into the classes, into the hallways that could possibly be carrying COVID. So she was startled by the fact that this adult was walking into her classroom and even more startled by the fact that she doesn't have one of his children this year. He walked up to her and he handed her what she described as a wad of cash. She couldn't even finish teaching the lesson. She was so stunned, so touched by, by this generosity of this father. And he said to her, this is a donation for your book club. So what this sweet teacher does every year is she collects money starting in the summer from by po posting 
on Facebook that she's calling people to donate to her cause that every third grader, not just her class, but every third grader gets a brand new book from the book club. And then children who don't ever get to order from the Scholastic Book Club, they will get a new book anyway. They have a little assembly and they invite someone to come in and talk about why it's so important to know how to read. And then all of the children are given a book. So at the end of the year, they all have 10 brand new books. This wad of cash wasn't just a few dollar bills. It was $200 that she received from this generous father. She couldn't even finish her teaching, as I said. She was so stunned by this generosity. She knew that she could take care of her classes for at least the rest of the year. Lots and lots of books, maybe into the next year. She was so grateful for that. What a wonderful charity that he donated to. Merry Christmas to that teacher, right? So as we contemplate what we can do for someone, somewhere, we can think about the wonderful conference talk given to us by Carol M. Stevens, Do We Know What We Have? from October 2013. She says, we all need each other. Sons of God need daughters of God, and daughters of God need sons of God. No one is immune from needing one another. She continues, as covenant sons and daughters, do we have faith in our Heavenly Father and His eternal plan for us? When my husband was in the hospital, I don't know that I was necessarily thinking that I had faith in His eternal plan for us, but I knew in that moment that I was where I needed to be. She continues, Do we have faith in Jesus Christ and His atonement? Do we believe that we have a divine nature and destiny? And in our efforts to achieve this destiny and receive all that the Father has, do we do all that we can? In this community of saints, do we do all that we can? Our Father in heaven is generous. He's generous with His love for us. He's generous with forgiveness. He's generous with blessings. There are just a few things that we need to do in this world and in this life to seal up our salvation and return home to Him. And one of that is to care for one another. We need to pay attention, as it says in Moroni 7, that we have a real intent of heart, that we might be someone else's light, which is the light of Christ when we carry the desire to serve Him. And in verse 4 it says, And now, my brethren, because of your peaceable walk with the children of men, be careful that you judge not these things incorrectly. It is so easy for us to say, Oh, they don't need that. Oh, they're fine. Just like, Just as I know that as we walk out the door each day from my house, that my children are clean, and beautiful and we drive decent cars but we don't look like we are struggling Does, do we have to look like we're struggling to receive help it's so easy for someone to look at us and just judge that we're we are fine but no one knows what goes behind our closed doors and how much we struggle so if we are struggling and we ask for help There might be someone somewhere that is feeling the promptings of the Spirit and feel like it is us that needs to be blessed with their their generosity, with their wealth. 
I'm so grateful for whoever gave us that Christmas wreath. Did not think, oh, they're fine. They'll be fine. Who else can we give this to that needs it more than the Reynolds family? I'm so grateful that they thought of us. And as I know that my friend, the teacher, I know that she too probably has people think, oh, she gets money all year long for her book club. She doesn't need any more money. She doesn't need any more donation. She's got all the parents who donate. She's got lots of books coming in. There's no reason to donate. Yet there was someone that felt prompted and inspired to take money into her and place it in her hand so that she could take care of the children that they all have new books from her book drive that she does. In reading tonight in the Come Follow Me program in chapter 6, Moroni, chapter 6, it talks about how we are truly a community of saints and that we should consider that as we look out into the world, we find people who, who need us and that as we strive to be true members of this church we look and care for one another and the church did meet together off to fast and to pray and to speak one with another concerning the welfare of their souls and they did meet together oft to partake of bread and wine in remembrance of the Lord Jesus and they were strict to observe that there should be no iniquity among them. And whoso was found to commit this iniquity, there were three witnesses of the church that did condemn them before the elders. And if they repented not and confessed not, their names were blotted out and they were not numbered among the people of Christ. It was so important that they had no words of guile, no wrongful judgment, no tension, no, no, no iniquity. If there was iniquity, their names were blotted out. But as they oft repented and sought forgiveness with real intent, they were forgiven. They were forgiven. So what can I do this Christmas season? Who can I donate to in my life that I see, that I feel unprompted and, and inspired to do so, that I can extend the best part of myself because our Savior extended not just the best part of himself, he extended all of himself to us, to me. And all he asks is that I do for others a small portion, even if it's just smiling, smiling when it's not so easy, giving when it hurts just enough, of course, paying our tithes and fast offerings. But this Christmas season, may we all look to one another and find ways in which we can give and become a greater community of saints and neighbors. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of Coach and Chaos. And if I have illuminated your mind today and you feel like there is someone that you can help bring closer to Christ, please share this podcast with them. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm Shari Reynolds. I will see you next time.